0: Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama.
1: I'm Todd Sylvester.
0: And I'm Stefan Sylvester.
1: When was the last time you used a caulking gun? Um. Don't say never. No, I have. I just,
0: I think it's been at least a year.
1: I think I've made up for all the caulking that I haven't done in my entire life. Caulking up the building that the studio is in, and we put batten strips so it's board and bat it's really nice but i've gone through thus far over two cases of caulking and how many are in a case 12 jeez and i'm about halfway done maybe it's going to be a five case job 60 tubes of caulking wait 150 dollars worth of why caulking. why do you have to use
0: that much caulking? you have
1: to seal it all up i mean or i should say you can just paint it And move along with your life. And then later on, you're going to deal with rot because the batten strips that you're putting up are called hardy board. Okay. So it's a cement board. And when water gets behind it, it has a tendency to rot.
0: And see, I was wondering why this was taking a long time and was really intensive. Yeah, you were like, "Dad, what's your like, problem? Geez, why are you done yet? Don't you just have to just like paint it? You just nail a bunch of boards to the wall and, and then, you then paint, paint it. it. <laughs> what's taking so long? Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Which
1: is why when Mom walked outside and I was replacing the
0: rotted wood, and
1: she goes, "You know, this would look so much better with batten strips," and I went, oh, you're, "You're like, right. oh no, no." I said, "I said, you're right, but I knew." That it was going to entail all of this. Well, why didn't
0: you say like, "Okay, we wait till Christmas or something"?
1: Like, because if you're going to do it, then do it. I mean, if there's no sense in just priming it and and having to be ugly, just this rotted, the post-rotted spots. It's only ugly if you feel that way. No, it's ugly like it's straight up ugly uh
0: Beauty's when it's in the painted yeah,
1: and all of the beholders driving past our house <laughs> thought it like, was ugly okay yes fair enough there was a consensus yeah. 100% you took a poll of the studio audience yeah. yes yes oh my goodness indeed all right punch it up let's do this thing oh we got something to say today important things important things very important things jace
0: we're going to get canceled again
1: it's the main
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Many times people will pay us incredible compliments. They'll come and they'll say, Todd, we just love your kids. And I say, yeah, I'm with you 100%. They said, OK, so what are some of your secrets? Everybody thinks it's a secret. Yeah. Just like I, I remember talking to somebody that lost a lot of weight one time, this many years ago, and I said, what's your secret? And he goes, there's no secret. I'm eating one meal a day. I am starving myself. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, I don't know if that's the healthiest way to do it, but quite frankly, it
0: was working for him. I was going to say, obviously, it's effective.
1: Obvious, obviously, working. So they'll ask, what are some of the secrets? And I guess there are some things with our children in rearing y'all that were not as evident, let's say. On, on some you know direct things. Like they would watch the way that we would discipline or they would watch the way that we would affirm. But there are certain elements, certain things that they might say, well, I just never saw that. I didn't see exactly what you're doing. I think it's very important when you're rearing children that you have to deal with what I call the big stones. Okay. And I use that as a reference because on a retreat one time, they had a guy and he had this big jar, glass jar, And he dumped out on the table, or I guess it was in a container, a bunch of sand. And then they had some rocks and then some bigger rocks. And then he had three big stones. And he said, all right, put everything in the jar. And most people were like, it doesn't fit. It it won't fit because they're dumping everything in. And then they're trying to fit everything in. It was overflowing and it, it just didn't work. And the only way that it would work physically is you had to put the big stones in first. And then you did the next size stones and then the, the smaller ones, smaller ones. And then you did the sand slowly and you'd have to shake, shake, shake the whole thing. And it was perfect. I mean, it, <laughs> right up to the line. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. But that reference made me think, okay, there are big stones that you consciously have to make sure that you're giving these to your kids. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And you may not remember this. You were the hardest one to give this stone to. Mm. this most important thing because you were the first and it was hard to let you like that first time that you drove off by yourself (laughs) the first time it got easy because you're a very good driver a little uh, i was gonna say i'm more
0: like mom than i am like you i think when i drive but
1: even mom's a good driver she just drives faster than me yeah it's so i wasn't necessarily concerned and i was like you know make sure that you're paying attention to the road and all that kind of stuff but The one thing that I found to be incredibly important to give to our children was independence, independence. And let me use a caveat with this. So I don't mean hyper independence like I get ridiculed or branded as having Lone syndrome or Lone Ranger syndrome. And I get that there are times like there was even one time and I've mentioned this before, I think, in the podcast, I moved a piano by myself. And it's not a smart thing to do.
0: Nope, not if you don't want hernias.
1: And I did pick up an upright piano and put it on my back by myself. Jeez, when was this? This was many, many years ago. Like I was in my 20s, and I realized that, you know, this is back before YouTube, but I saw in a movie or something where this guy picked up a piano. Those handles that are on the back of an upright piano are perfectly placed so that you can put the piano on your back. And I thought I can do this, and I did. I picked it up and I walked with it across the room because there was no way. I did didn't you blow have out a dolly one of or anything like that? Or anything? Or? No, no. And I probably
0: should be in more pain today because of that. I was going to say, just that one thing is probably enough to weaken all of your tendons and joints. So that wasn't smart.
1: That wasn't smart. And there are times when you really do need help. Yeah. And I'm not good at that. I'm not good at asking for help. I'm not good at accepting when people mm-hmm. offer, I got this is normally my phrase. I think
0: you're in the club with most men in that way.
1: Yeah. It's like, I can do this. I'm not asking for directions yeah, or for help. Right. But, Independence, though, today I've found a lot of young people they won't even venture. They, mm-hmm. they won't like try things out. And I think I don't know whether it's a fear of failure or a fear of the unknown or just well, not diving in. It's
0: probably a combination of things. I mean, you have to think about the differences in upbringing between your childhood and my childhood. Okay. And then I'm an older millennial. So I was one of the last generations to get the, the benefits of growing up in the nineties. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, everything changed. And that's why we see a lot of, you, I don't want to use the phrase kids these days, but a lot of younger people in this day and age, that's basically just the same thing, but um, <laughs> all right. Look, I'm, no, no, no. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm just going to embrace it. Kids these days You sound
1: like an old man. You kids these days. Get off my lawn. But
0: but seriously, I I see your point. And I I know exactly what you're talking about from doing youth ministry because I see a lack of not just initiative, but Mm -hmm. even knowing how to take initiative in their lives. And so I think it's for a couple of reasons. So you grew up in a day and age when danger was way more present in people's childhood upbringing than it is now. Right, But it, you have to explain the type of danger that so we're So not danger about. in terms of like everyone was going to water parks that weren't rated for safety. That's not what I mean. Although that did happen in the 70s and 80s too. But um, I mean more so in the sense that parents sort of assumed like, well, there's a lot of things that we can't control in what our children are going to get into, and how they're going to spend their time. So we're going to accept a certain level of not knowing where they are every second of every day, especially as they get to be teenagers, and teaching them things that they need to know, or at least like, if not teaching them, then making them aware somehow of certain principles about life that will help them to be successful in those instances. Whereas yeah. when I was growing up, we've talked before on the podcast about how we – we're a little sheltered. I don't Mm -hmm. think we're nearly as sheltered as, because if you say sheltered, then people think that you're talking about, we were Amish or you were in a cult or something. And I definitely was not that level of sheltered, but we've talked about not going to sleepovers, not going to dances. There were a lot of things that were not a part of my life growing up. That could have been opportunities for me to go out and gain some independence. But I think that all things considered, I turned out pretty well-rounded. So I don't feel that same, uh, I don't feel the same lack of initiative that I see in people that are younger than me. And so I don't think that that was an issue. Now, what I think is happening is that the people that are about 10 to 15 years younger than you and mom are now getting to the point where they are raising young teenagers, Mm -hmm. right? So what I see happening is there are fewer and fewer natural opportunities for their children to go out and experience not dangerous situations necessarily but situations where a certain amount of independence is required and what i mean is think about the ways that people's lives are changing right now you can get whatever you want from amazon delivered right to your door yeah you don't and especially now especially now because of the pandemic it's accelerated all this stuff so we're just going to see it get worse yeah People are becoming more and more insulated in the particular ways that they are choosing to live in modern luxury. So it's not luxury in the sense of everyone is living like a king, unless you're comparing mm, yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, unless you're comparing it to a lot of the to, world. Well, yeah. yeah, comparing it to 100 years ago, then yeah, everyone is living like a king, especially in the US. But, and again, I know that's a gross generalization. Leave me alone in the comments, but. Um, <laughs> get him, get him. I'm aware, I'm aware that it's a generalization. I get it. However, I think that because we're insulating ourselves from all ways that you used to have to accept a certain level of danger or at least independence that was mm-hmm. necessary to go out and experience life, right. you're losing that, uh, that natural way that kids would learn how to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because there were certain times where I just had to figure it out for myself. Like if we're at right. – if we're at the Welcome park, to life. Exactly. So if we're at the park, I'll, I'll give you an example that I saw directly happen just a couple of weeks ago. So when I was little, if I was at the park, if a kid pushed me over, I had two options. I could either sit there and cry and run to you guys and be like, hey, kid pushed me, help. You know. I don't ever remember you doing that. Right, and you know why? It's because I didn't think that that was a, an option. So what I could do was either... Punch the kid, which I would sometimes do, but or just get up and be like, "All right, I'm just going to avoid you and go back to doing what I was doing." And, I'm not
1: playing with him. And so that's
0: I remember you saying that to me one time. I'm yeah, not playing. I'm not with playing him. with that kid. That kid sucks. <laughs> well, no, you didn't say that. <laughs> well, because you were I was young, I wasn't old enough to. But that's in little kid terms. That's what that means, right? And you're, probably you're some other You're not invited words. to my
1: birthday party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but my point is that. It was required that I was going to be put in situations where I would have to make those calls, right? And there was no way for me to come to you and mom and be like, hey, that kid did something to me that I don't like. Can you please do something to that kid that he doesn't like? Right, right. And I saw that exact situation go down with, we didn't know these people, but we were at the park and we saw this exact situation happen. So obviously when we're at the park with all of our kids, we have to watch them all like hawks because we have four kids and there's only two of us. Mm -hmm. So... And it, Sam Sam has this tendency to like if he sees something that's like dangerous and potentially harmful, you know, like a street, he just like takes off toward the thing. Yeah. And, it, that's and my grandson. the other the other kids never did that. Our other kids that's my our other kids tend to and we can also do this where like from from about the age that Sam is for all the rest of our kids, we could go like, Hey, and they would listen and they would stop. Sam hears us because he turns around and he just goes ha <laughs> and runs faster. <laughs>
1: So we really Sorry, have to that's watch my, them. that's probably my genetic matter. That's yeah. okay.
0: It's great. I love it. I am just like, man, you're you're gonna be like a, a stunt person or something. And, and let's also well, yeah.
1: make sure that we don't want anyone to seriously get hurt. Of course. We don't not. want and, our children, or our grandchildren to get seriously
0: hurt. Yeah, I guess I should clarify when I'm talking about danger, what I mean is situations where there is the potential for danger. I don't mean dangerous situations in and of themselves. So like, letting my daughter, who's four, climb all the way to the top of the the stuff at the park that you can play on. Because there's three levels and there's a big giant slide you can go down. There's no railing up there. If she were to take a step off onto the side that has the rock climbing wall, then she would fall straight to the ground. So I have to trust that she is old enough to pay attention and not do that. But... You know, I also make sure that I'm close enough to where if she really did take a fall, then I could hopefully run up and catch her in time. So, but I understand that that's part of her experience of learning boundaries, and that's part of her growth and development. So anyway, all of this stuff was to say, we saw this thing happen at the park where a slightly bigger kid pushed down another kid, not our kids, and that smaller kid ran over to his parents who then immediately went over and talked to the parents of the other kid and made them both sit down and like talk about it. Now there's nothing wrong with that on the surface, but it is completely different from the experiences that I had when I was growing up that I can remember. And you can probably correct me about this because you were there. Mm -hmm. I never saw a reason to go and talk to y'all about some kind of injustice that happened at the playground. I would always just sort of deal with it because that's what was expected of me to do but it would have been different if
1: somebody really like round off and blasted you oh yeah no if i was getting beat up hit hit me with a pipe you know something like that but if if we're just talking about playing i'm sorry it's like what what do you what do you want me to do yeah it's like they're because they're three years old or they're four years old and they're
0: they're fighting over
1: who get, who got to the swing first. Someone's going to push.
0: If I had come to y'all and said, that kid pushed me, you would have been like, okay, sorry. Okay, go play. Like, and it's not because you were being indifferent. It's because you were like, what, what do you want us to do exactly? Like, you can't protect us from all of that stuff. Because sooner or later, it's going to get to a
1: point where you're going to have to send them off. And I think that's the thing that really gets me with a lot of these kids that are supposed to be ready to launch. Mm-hmm. And they are not ready. Yeah. They are going through anxiety attacks. I know people that are on anti anxiety medication, which I'm not putting down. Right. I'm just There's saying nothing wrong with that. But it just seems like what's the cause of the anxiety? I'm I'm going to college. It's like, well, okay, but it's it's trying to live that life. Now I will say I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth right now because there were things that your grandparents, my parents, let me do that I wouldn't let y'all do.
0: Yeah, and I think the same is true. Like There were things that you would let me do that I would never let my kids do. Right, And it's not like a ton of things, but it's definitely some things where I made a choice about that with how to raise my kids versus how I was raised. So there's nothing wrong with that.
1: And I even remember your sister getting mad because we had a double standard between you and her. She was the number two child. And you being a, a guy, I was like, yeah, I think it's safer for him to be able to go out and do this. She's like, well, that's not fair. And I'm like, you're right. It's not fair. It's mm-hmm. not equal. You're a young woman. And you can't be out by yourself at that hour in uh, that safe environment. You, you know, so it's creating, but it's creating that environment. Yeah, and
0: this is all the all of these are judgment calls. It's not like these are tried and true standards that everybody has to follow. But it's important to consider this stuff. So, I also want to make clear that there's there's act there's actually a uh, a double sided edge here. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean is. It's important to let your kids experience situations where they have to practice the principles that will help them be independent. Mm -hmm. That's a really important thing. But something that I see when I'm playing music is there are many, many parents. And I've talked about this, too, with the parents who have the the iPad and they'll just stick it in front of their kids. And that's how they get them to to shut up and be quiet every time they're in a public place. I also see the parents who literally sit at a table for three hours and get drunk and let their kids do whatever they want. Whoa. I see this like frequently. Wow. And it's not something where I feel like they're in danger necessarily. I don't feel like I need to call chap like CPS on them, but I watch as their kids run around a restaurant with basically no supervision. And if the, if the manager of the restaurant or if one of the servers comes over and says, excuse me, like your kids are are getting in the way of the people that are trying to bring food to the tables and, screaming, and we have customers that are leaving because of this, Um, and they'll kind of say like, hey, stop that. And that's the extent of what they do. Wow. So there's definitely two sides to this, and And there's there's extremes on both sides. I
1: wouldn't call that authentic independence... I would just call that, you know, you're allowing your child to be annoying.
0: Right. But you want to make sure that you're clarifying here because there, just like in all things when you're talking about parenting, there's a balance. Right. Because you can give your kids way too much independence. And I think I would call Mm, that
1: freedom.
0: That's that's
1: unbridled freedom. And that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Independence. Like recently, we had a young adult who got close to our family and he came to me and he said, Todd, you seem to be a pretty handy guy. Do you have tools? And I said, what kind of tools are you looking for? Of course I have tools. And he wanted some woodworking tools because he wanted to build a boat. And so you know exactly what I'm talking about. I and, do. And I was like, yeah, I've got everything you need. So he said, do you mind if I basically moor <laughs> is the term that you dry, you know, dry dock at your house while I build this boat? Because I knew it was going to be a number of weeks. And I said, yeah. absolutely. He never asked for my help. A couple times he said, do you mind if I use these screws? And he'd take a photo with his with his phone and I said you can use anything you want don't break it if something happens let me know and make sure you put everything back where it belongs yeah never had a problem never had an issue see that's awesome he wasn't asking for help he's he got online a couple times because he had some questions about the epoxy that he was using or the type of paint that he was using he built himself a boat took it out on mobile bay and just went out with his boat and was having the time of his life and now I know exactly where it's dry docked too because he kept it down in this area That's what I mean by independence. Mm -hmm. He did not need, you know, like, I I don't want to do this unless I'm doing it with somebody or Mm -hmm. having some kind of other inspiration. He just got the wild hair. I'm going to build a boat.
0: Or Or having somebody do it for him, which is what happens now. Right. So when you're talking about independence, you mean like. Particular ways that people help themselves. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that makes a lot more sense. I thought you were just talking about freedom, no, generally speaking.
1: No, because the freedom, people think that they can just run wild. That's not what I mean. Independence is the type of... Be- Look at the biggest entrepreneurs, in especially in recent history. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. That's like the number one principle, they, they right? Just they just go. They the, just
1: go. They're like, all right, let's just, let's just do this. They're the not waiting for somebody mean. else. Yeah, yeah, they're not waiting for someone else they get the inspiration and then they act on it. Mm-hmm. That's independence. Yeah. That's just
0: going, all right, I'm not gonna wait for anybody here. You know what's interesting is I I'm not I wouldn't consider myself like a, a huge entrepreneur, but I have built a pretty successful business like branding myself as a musician. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what I noticed is that in a lot of ways, I was sort of waiting for someone else to do certain parts of that for me Mm -hmm. like i was like man you know wouldn't it be great when i first started out i was like i just can't wait to get discovered by a label and what i meant was i can't wait for someone to do all the work for me right right. and that's what a lot of artists are saying now i'm not knocking you know obviously it would still be really nice to have you know if a big label reached out and they're like hey we want to offer you like money to make an album and put you on tour or whatever that'd be cool but a lot of the things that i was waiting for You actually can do yourself. In fact, you're able to do way more of that stuff yourself today than you ever could before. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to realize, like, oh, I really can just make all these phone calls myself. And I really can just make at-home recordings that are pretty good myself and watch YouTube videos and figure out how to do it. And I really can just build a website myself and do all this other stuff. And I'm not tooting my own horn here. I'm just saying that the opportunity is there. All you have to do is decide that that's what you want to do. So I think the principle is teaching your kids how to recognize the ways that they can help themselves more so than pushing them to do it. It's like you just need to recognize that if you have the wherewithal, if you have the willpower, then you can pretty much do whatever you set your mind to. And what I caution is not only the whole pushing yourself, but doing it for them. Yeah. That
1: is the danger zone. I have seen this with parent after parent after parent where I I had a a dad come to me one time and say, I can't believe that he only got to be in English because I wrote all of his papers. Wow. He said that out loud to me. I'm like, Oh wow.
0: What are you what are you doing? What are you doing? And also like (laughs) that's that's kind of sad. (laughs) It's (laughs) it's just so wrong
1: on many different levels. Yeah. Oh my god. So creating a child that is independent, to me, that is one of the big stones. Super important is being setting them up so that they can launch because sooner or later they're going to leave the house. I do have some friends that it's obvious they never wanted their kids to leave and boy, do they have some psychological issues. They're going to need counseling for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that everyone is going to be in that boat. That's only that one extreme family, and then on the other side, I don't want you to necessarily be like what Stefan was describing, where it seems like you don't care about your kids; you just let them do whatever. I don't know where they
0: are; they're hey, gone for three days. You shouldn't be apathetic about their freedom. For Correct,
1: sure. but it's it's cre- creating an environment where they know they have you know self assuredness, where they have they recognize their gifts, they recognize their strengths, and then they launch. They go because yeah. they have to. They have to leave eventually, people. They have to.
0: I agree. I think that what's- Now, did
1: you want to talk about a big stone also?
0: Well, I, mine was going to be trust, but it actually ties into this. Okay. So I think that for me, like you, you know this because I've talked with you about this, that my biggest criticism with the way that my teenage years went yeah. with discipline and And figuring all this stuff out that we're talking about was I felt like because there were certain specific things that I wasn't allowed to do, that it was because of a lack of trust. Now, I know, looking back now with 2020 hindsight, Mm -hmm. um, I understand why you made those decisions. I get it. And I actually really appreciate the fact that you did.
1: You're you're welcome. Now, you do have to also recognize that it was a lack of trust, not in you, but in the world. But in everyone else. Right.
0: But here's the thing. Like... I I get it, and so I don't fault you for that. I don't want to go back and change anything about that part of my upbringing, especially since we can't. I don't have a time machine, right? No, but but even I know that. But I'm saying that I don't I don't have this nagging desire to go back and change any of that stuff, which is good. That's healthy, right? It took me a while to get here. Amen. And having said that, I'm very conscious of not allowing my kids to feel that way as much as I can. As they get older, but knowing that there are going to be some decisions that they won't understand in the same way, and they will probably have the exact same criticism. Like, dad, you don't trust me. And I could say, well, at this time, there's nothing that I can say to you that will change your mind about this. So fair enough, kid.
1: <laughs> fair enough.
0: But you know what I mean? When like, ready to it's, launch. it's important to, to understand where to draw those lines. And be willing to accept that that particular criticism from your kids if you know that you're protecting them in a, in an important way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, that's, and that's a really difficult thing to do as a parent. I'm, I'm already seeing this with my four-year-old. Right? Isn't,
1: it, isn't it amazing?
0: Yeah. It really is because sometimes I'll picture,
1: and this is weird, but I used to picture how oftentimes the things that we were doing in raising y'all and in preparation was almost like we were cranking down the, what do you call the, the big old weapon, the chung, the... Oh, the trebuchet? Uh, Yeah, but catapult? Catapult Yeah, is just the more known term. It's like we were cranking down (laughs) the catapult. Too niche, everyone. Yeah, we were cranking down the catapult, and so many parents, when the child is ready to launch, they have a parachute on their child that's already open. And it's like, that's useless, because Mm -hmm. you launch them, and (laughs) immediately they, they go like three feet, and then they fall. It's like, no, no, no it's okay for them <clears throat> excuse me to have a parachute but it shouldn't be something that they that's already open right and let them pull the cord when they are gonna pull the cord mm-hmm. and, and this is hard it's so hard yep. as a parent because you you do have to send them out into the world and i remember the first time mom and i you were gone and you didn't call or you didn't let us know what was mm-hmm. going on and and of course, the first thing mom said, he's dead. He's dead. I know he's dead. And I said, I'm fairly confident that he's not dead. Yeah. Like there's a really good chance that he's not dead. He's just really busy and he forgot to call. So yeah.
0: although in, in fairness to mom, I was horrible about keeping in touch with y'all initially. It's all right. It's, it's all good. You know, what was a blessing is since you were first,
1: we were busy with a lot of the other kids. So it got us distracted enough to let you live
0: your life. Yeah. So it's good stuff. All right, indeed, indeed.
1: Independence.
0: Yeah. Let them be independent.
1: Let them be independent. As
0: much as you can. Indeed. Indeed.
1: If you'd like to, please, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. That would be awesome. Please like this video.
0: Share it if you feel like it.
1: Share it. And uh,
0: if you want to get exclusive content.
1: Yes. Then down in the description, you can hit the link to become a patron. It's $5 a month.
0: You get exclusive episodes that no one else gets, no including else
1: music gets. from me. Indeed. Stefan always shares his music. But thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. I was expecting you to say Oh, something. I'm sorry.
0: And we, <laughs> we appreciate y'all. We didn't rehearse this. Thank you.